Hello, and welcome to the Climate Friendly Travel Podcast, where each episode we speak to the great and the good of the global travel and tourism industry to learn more about what they're doing to ensure that the principles of climate friendly travel are being advanced. I'm Jed Brown, your host for this week's episode, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Nikki Mattei, who owns and runs a private eco-escape in central Italy. Nikki has been a supporter of a more natural and sustainable approach to life for over 20 years. For the past 10 years, she has run her own ethical marketing consultancy and worked with campaigning organisations such as Fashion Revolution and Breast Cancer UK. At the end of 2021, she set up as a sustainability strategist to increase her impact by working with businesses who want to become more purpose-driven and be part of saving the planet. She's delighted to be part of the growing green tourism movement and has become an advocate for sustainable tourism, often taking part in webinars and podcasts much like this one. In this episode, I speak to Nikki about her personal sustainability journey, and we get under the skin of the sustainable practices in place at her property, Villa in the Vineyard. Enjoy. So, Nikki, you are most welcome to the Climate Friendly Travel Podcast. Great to have you on the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Jed. I'm I'm really happy to be here, actually. Always happy to, to share. To share the knowledge. Share the expertise. That's what we. That's what we want to hear, and, and and that's what we're all about as well. Um, but look, let's let's get straight into it. First of all, I, I always like to you know let our listeners know where in the world are you, Nikki? So I'm in Italy, um, central Italy, on the on the east coast, on the Adriatic coast, probably about twenty five um, minutes in from the coast, in an area called Le Marche, which is um, really authentic Italy. It's as Italy should be seen it's quite rural it's the, the mountains the, the we have the sea it is definitely <laughs> very good and of course um it's there in italy where you have um your own accommodation uh, villa in the vineyard which we're going to talk about a little bit later um but but first of all you know when i look at the villa in the vineyard website and i look at your own website um it's clear that you are a passionate um what would you call yourself an environmentalist um a sustainable tourism practitioner how would you refer to yourself in that way nikki um i would refer to myself as someone who wants to make a difference and actually create a better future for my children um and their children um so i i believe that we are out of harmony with nature and we're part of it and i really want to be part of um incentivizing others helping others to make that change together and how did you how did you start on this on this on this journey you've, you've been active in this way for over 20 years um how, how did you well, i suppose what was the catalyst what what set you off on this road that you've been on this journey yeah well my journey probably started with um human health um through a health challenge of my own um, and at that time, I realized um, what we were doing to the world, but I also realized that was what was better for my own health and for people's health in general was also better for the planet. Um, so that's where I started to, to learn a lot, particularly about uh, agriculture. That's when I started to eat organic food, realized it was in lots of other products. Um, 
but actually I've probably become a bit obsessive about it. But what I always say to people, it's allowed me to live a great life. It's not been a compromise. I always say that to people. Embracing sustainability is not a compromise. So basically, I just started doing things in my own life that for me and for my family. Um, I kept myself well. Um, I've been well now for probably fifth, uh, yeah, fifteen years. I, I had something called Crohn's disease, so I won't get into that. But I don't have it anymore. Um, and then I, you know, through that, I started to realize, get more interested in, in the natural world, what we were doing to the natural world. And then the end of my journey more recently was around um, the climate crisis, carbon emissions, which is a bit more sciencey. And I, I'm a, I'm a wordsmith really, so I've had to use the old brain cells to understand and learn about carbon emissions and how you can reduce those. And you, you're putting that into practice um, at at Villa, at Villa in the Vineyard. So, to tell for for people who aren't familiar with Villa in the Vineyard, tell us um, a little bit about what Villa in the Vineyard is and and, and what it, what's it about at, at its very heart. Yeah, well, we we moved here five years ago now, almost almost to the day in the uh, beginning of November, and our plan was always to build was to build our own eco house not to run a, a vacation rental or anything like that. But once we started looking around, we just didn't find a plot that, that we felt was right for us. We wanted some land as well. My husband um, was a horticulturist in the UK, he ran a landscape company. I worked with him for sort of 30 years. So he he's someone who's always been out, you know, on the land with mud under his fingernails. So he, he wanted to have that. So basically we saw the property that we're in now and it was a lot bigger than we would have built ourselves. So just split into two apartments. So we live upstairs. Um, and the downstairs was always already being rented out. Um, and the ha- what I should have said is that the house had been, been built as an eco home. So it had been an old farmhouse that was knocked down. And then they rebuilt it using all the beautiful existing stone, but building it to very high eco standards. So, you know, we have really thick insulation. We have uh, heat pumps, solar panels for hot water, photovoltaic for um, electricity. We have a chlorine-free pool. We have rain, uh, rainwater harvesting. So we have all this eco stuff, which, by the way, I've had to learn about in Italian as well, which has been a challenge. <laughs> but So anyway, we saw the property. It had um, land with it, which was being organically farmed by um, the family next door who do amazing wine. So most of our land is rented to them and they grow their vines. So when we saw the property, we just thought this just ticks so many of our boxes. The only box it doesn't tick is that it's probably twice the size that we would have built. But we thought, okay, everyone says, let's go and live abroad, run and be and be. And we said we never do that. But um, I actually got quite excited about it because it allowed me to take what I'd been doing in my personal life and then put it into a holiday rental. And I would say we have very high standards. Mm. Um, so when we go on holiday now, which we don't do that often because it's so lovely here, we are very discerning customer, very discerning guests. And uh, so when we go away, we think, gosh, we wouldn't do that or we're doing this. So so we're very lucky to buy a property that was already eco. Um, but at the start, um, when we set up um, five years ago, I always wanted to have sustainability at the heart of it. My husband was a little bit more skeptical. 
he's the money man. <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, you know, is it going to put people off? Isn't it going to, you know, they're on holiday. We shouldn't be preaching to them. And I, and I, I was quite strong about it. I said, we need to have a, something to make us different. Um, but also, you know, people shouldn't see it as a compromise, as I mentioned already. And now five years on, what we're offering is definitely attractive to guests. I know that people are choosing us because of our green credentials. The fact that we have natural underfloor cooling, not aircon, for example, or people who have um, allergies in the family. So it's actually become a big benefit for us and um, made us, I hope, made us stand out from other properties here. Just on that, um, do you believe that sustainable, you know, good sustainable practices, which obviously you clearly have at Villa in the Vineyard, do you believe that that's today a competitive advantage? I absolutely do. Yeah, because there's so much research out there. I'm sure you've seen it as well, Jed, Booking.com, Expedia, that, that you know, consumers are actually looking for sustainability in their, in their personal lives. You know, I'm in marketing, so I, I see it across the board, not just in travel. Um, but travel is is behind other sectors. Um, you know, I've worked in fashion, household products, etc. So I think it definitely becomes an advantage. And I think the other benefit it gives to you as a property owner is it just gives you something extra, being part of something greater than yourselves. And I think more and more pe- more and more business owners are understanding the importance of doing something for a purpose. Um, just giving them that extra edge to their business, which is great for their staff as well. You know, if you're a bigger organization, you know, your staff will will feel more part of the business if you have a purpose other than just making money because they're not involved in that probably a lot of the time. The money doesn't come to them. But if they have a have a purpose, um, they're much more likely to work hard for you. So, so that's always been my mantra. Do you, do you think that's, do you think that there's very? Do you think that in the next sort of four or five years it will still be a competitive advantage, or do you think that it will be the lowest of the low bar? As in, every everyone's going to have to be. Um, I'd like to say it won't be a competitive advantage. Um, that everyone does does it, uh, you know, to a much higher sustainable journey. Let's hope that will be the case. I'm not sure it'll only take four years. Um, I'm a realist, but also I think every property is different. We all know that. And sustainability gives you some amazing stories. And I don't use the fact that we have solar panels for hot water. You know, it's not an exciting story, but I can talk about the way we have an organic vegetable garden we share with our guests. You know, people can walk through our vineyards and then go up and taste the wines at Vitali. And then if you're in a city, um, you know, you might have connections with other businesses in the area to create sort of memorable experiences for people. That's what well, that's what you know travelers are looking for these days. So I think if we all become sustainable, fantastic. Because actually, we'll all still be here, and we'll all be protecting the destinations that we have that we're located in. I always say that you know we have a vested interest to protect protect the destinations we're in. I mean, who wants to go for a city break if it's so polluted? And so hot, you know, that it's unbearable. So for me, the travel industry has, you know, a real incentive to protect our destinations. And in terms of the, um, you know, all of the the fabulous work that you're doing, and I would 
advise all of our listeners to um to go on villainthevineyard.com have a look at the website um and just see some of the practices um which um which Nikki's putting into place there um but what would you recommend if there's any listeners out there who maybe have their own you know maybe they're a small accommodation uh, provider themselves um what what are the kind of what are the simple steps the quick wins the low lying fruit that they can do if they're at the very beginning of their sort of sustainability journey? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think probably a lot of people are actually doing, property managers are actually doing something already and they don't even realise it. I mean, I look at so many websites, um, often of companies I know are doing something, but I have no impression of that on the website at all. Um, And many more of the OTAs now are bringing in, you know, filters where you can you can search on different environmental things um so it's definitely you know the otas get it they're making changes so i think when you're a small property like us um as i said we're lucky because we have all these environmental technologies and that is uh you know that's a bigger investment going ahead however with the energy crisis at the moment a payback is a lot faster so Mm. i would say start with simple things like potentially um looking at waste in your property i mean that's something make sure that you are actually recycling um to to the rules of your municipality um and help help your guests to help you do that make it easy for them and one of the easiest things you can do is look at your energy tariff and look at the possibility of moving to a green provider Mm-hmm. Uh, so here, and it 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 doesn't have to be more expensive. It's something that will instantly impact on your carbon footprint. So here in Italy, we're with a company who are totally 100% renewables called Enostra. I know in the UK because I'm a Brit. Probably people have realised that um, there's good energy, there's ecotricity. I mean, the guy who runs ecotricity, Del Vince, he's just written a book. I can't remember the name of it, but he is the most amazing green entrepreneur i would highly recommend anyone to read it. he is doing all sorts of things so um you know looking at looking at your energy tariff looking at your waste and then looking at the things that um will resonate with guests emotionally that's what i always try to use and say it's not the fact that we have solar panels which is is that exciting um we we use only certified organic laundry and cleaning products here um because people, you know, it's much nicer to smell sort of organic orange when you're having a shower than some horrid synthetic fragrance that we can tell if guests don't use our products. So we can we can smell it coming up to our balcony, <laughs> but most people do. And they say, wow, these products are lovely. Um, I, I need to think about this for myself at home. So it's what I said is about educating people, not in a sort of a negative way saying, oh, you should be doing this, but saying, look, just experience how great it is um, to use things that are more in harmony with nature and better for the planet. It's a great experience for you. It doesn't have to be more expensive, you know, particularly if you we use them um, for cleaning and guest toiletries. We use big refills here. So we get big containers from an Italian company um, and then we refill them into sort of ceramic bottles for guests. So that's saving us money. Um, so there are lots of things you can do which are um, better for the environment and at the moment will save you money. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, which is so important. Absolutely. And then 
what's next for you guys? I mean, when we talk about different properties and organizations in the in the travel ecosystem, um, some are further along um, in their journey than others. And when I look at the Villa in the Vineyard website, I see all of the stuff that you're doing. I'm just thinking, I mean, where do you go from there? What, so what, <laughs> what's, ne what's next? Do you know, do you have any any sort of plans for what's next on your journey? Yeah, it's funny you should say that because you know we actually have quite a small carbon footprint because I I um I published our first climate action plan. We joined Tourism Declares a Climate Emergency, uh, which is now um it's gone through a few changes and then I discovered climate um, sun X Malta, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm. So I, I published our first um, climate action plan, which is on the sun X Malta website on the climate registry. And as I was writing, we have a very small footprint and most of that was from um, buying a new laptop. Mm. However, I only went so far in scope three, which for guests listening is, you know, all the things that you don't control directly yourself. Um, and I could go further in that. Um, but in terms of what we can do, we're actually doing a review of all of our renewable technology at the moment. Um, and we're looking to maybe do some upgrades because this house was built 14 years ago. And then the sort of renewables were put in, I think, around 2015. So we're just looking to see, because we're not totally um, self-sufficient in power. Um, so we're looking to see, you know, what we can what we can do there. And then I would actually like to do more in terms of the natural world here. That's that's, you know, my passions are people, human health, the natural world, and then probably carbon and all of that comes last, just because I say I'm not a scientist. Um, so the natural world I think is really important to me. And I would like to see if we could partner with a conservation organization here in the Sibilini Mountains and maybe get our guests to contribute. We always already work with an Italian English-speaking guide who takes guests up for hiking in the mountains. So I would like to do something more on that personal connection because to me, sustainability, everyone's talking about carbon emissions. Yeah, of course, that is so urgent. But to me, sustainability, as I said, covers you know the climate crisis, but also the natural world biodiversity, which is much more difficult to, to measure. I've learned a lot about that. Um, and then people, your own people, but your people right through your supply chain. So those three parts, I want to make sure that we cover all of those. And we're doing pretty well on the carbon side. Um, we do work with local businesses. We have a fantastic digital guide um, through a company called Touchstay, hard name drop there. Um, and, and they have a section called Making a Difference. So we're able to explain what we're doing. Um, so we work very much with local businesses. So, so our money is staying in the economy here and it needs it here in Marque. Um, it's not as wealthy as Tuscany, for example, but that's why it's such a wonderful region to visit and to eat. And the food here is, our guests just say, we can't believe how amazing the food is and it's so reasonable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we want to protect all of that. So for us going forward, I think, we we can do more within the local um, environment, local natural world, um, and work continue to work with local people. Very good, very good. Um, and you you mentioned there before you've recently signed up to the Sonics Malta Registry. Um, why did you sign up, and why was that important to you? Yeah, I I can't remember how I came across you guys, um, but. I'm quite active on LinkedIn. I'm always looking for ways 
think that's become clear. Always looking for ways to share what we're doing here. That is my my thing is helping others, really empowering others. I like to put it. So I came across them and I thought, yeah, this looks interesting. I think I actually attended one of their online conferences for the youth, for young people. Um, and I'm very keen to work with young people because I'm with the the older generation who created the mess we're in. I've worked in marketing for over 30 years, so I've been part of driving that overconsumption waste. And I really want to be part of making those changes through the power of marketing and through sharing um, what we're doing. And the other thing that attracted me um, was that my husband's father is was Maltese. Um, so when I saw the organization was based in Malta, you know, but is obviously funded by Maltese government, but is a global organization, which I feel is very important to say. That that appealed to me as well. And the fact they might be holding a, a, a an in-person conference in Valletta. Um, so all of that appealed to me. And then when I spoke to Hans and Jeffrey, I thought, yeah, this is an organization I'd really like to be part of. So that's why I, you know, shared our plan and said, in any way I can help you, I would love to be involved. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, and it's wonderful to have you on the on the registry and uh, and part of the, the growing number that are on the registry. Um we're getting towards the end of our time. Um one question which we often like to ask um of our guests. Um, is if you had just one piece of information information or message which you'd like the wider world to know or be aware of regarding sustainability and the climate crisis, what would that be? I think uh, many people, everyone's saying this, or people in sustainability are saying this, is that it's it's an overwhelming space. I know that myself. I mean, I, as I said, I've learned a lot more about carbon emissions and, and I have reams and reams of research and and stats and there's been times when I felt overwhelmed I thought oh, there's so much how can you share this simply with people so I think look at your own property look at um, I call it your brand personality um, what are the things that are important to you as a property what 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 do you communicate and then look at the areas where you could be having the most negative impact. Um, and then you need to sort of bring those two things together. Um, so for us, you know, I said I'm very organic is my driving force. So for me, the fact that we could offer organic toiletries, we have an organic garden, all of that resonated with the brand that, that, that we have and resonated with me as a person. So it's finding, thinking about what is it that uh, guests are attracted by when they come to you and thinking how you can actually enrich that experience. Because to me, by embracing sustainability, you will enrich the guest experience. You will start to attract a new type of um, traveler and you will be able to promote yourselves much more easily now because there are eco filters and things. So I know I haven't answered this in, in, one, in one question, but I think one answer rather, look at, your, look at your brand as it stands, look at how sustainability can enhance that. And then those are the areas to start with. Just start with small steps. You might, you know, you want to have an over, overarching goal long term, but if you try to do everything at once, then you'll just give up. And that's what's happening. So many businesses want to be part of this journey. Why wouldn't you want to save the planet? Um, particularly if you can, if you can future proof your business at the same time. But start small, 
and definitely get your people involved because they'll come up with ideas that you haven't thought of um, if you're you know if you're the property owner or manager um, because sustainability is about collaboration not competition and you're seeing organizations who are actually competitors coming together to share knowledge and to start doing the right thing i love that nikki on that note i'm going to thank you so much for your time it was fascinating speaking to you um, and I was, I'd been so excited to, to record this podcast because I have indeed seen many of your posts on LinkedIn um, and I have indeed seen the work that you're doing at Villa in the Vineyard and it really does look absolutely amazing. So congratulations on that. Um, but for now, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yeah, it's been my pleasure, Jed, and I hope uh, a few people are inspired anyway by what they've heard. So there you have it huge thanks again to Nikki for sharing her insights with us today and if you'd like to learn more about Nikki's work and indeed see the fabulous villa in the vineyard for yourself then please do visit villa-in-the-vineyard.com and you can join Nikki and hundreds like her by joining climate-friendly travel and indeed becoming an ambassador by signing up to join the Sunex registry at climatefriendly.travel or of course you can email us at info at thesunprogram.com. But that's our show for this week. Thanks so much as always for your company. And remember, when it comes to climate-friendly travel, every small step forward is a giant stride when we all step together. <laughs>